0: Welcome to the Drive Deeper podcast, where we gather together on your morning commute to dive deeper into the scripture and give you a word to meditate on the rest of the day so that you can walk closely with the Lord during your busy week. Today's an exciting day. We're actually going to start a new book study in the Gospel of Mark. Uh, Lord put it on my heart uh, to continue on from Jeremiah, and I'm really excited to dive into Mark. Uh, Over the years that I've been a Christian, I've had different seasons where I've really loved different Gospels. Uh, Matthew used to be my favorite, and then it was John, and then it was Luke, but Mark has always been kind of the odd one out. I've never had a season where Mark was number one on my list, and so I'm looking forward to diving into this gospel with with you. And so our verse that we're going to focus on and kind of catapult out of today is Mark 1, verse 7. And so these are words from John the Baptist as people are coming out to him to be baptized and, you know, they hadn't had met a prophet in 400 years and... He's speaking the words of God, and people are amazed by John, as as they should have been. Um, But John understands who he is in light of the one to come. And so, verse 7, And he preached, saying, After me comes he who is mightier than I, the strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. Wow. Um, When I read this verse, I I feel like I got kind of hip checked. Um, As we spoke about in a previous message in Jeremiah, familiarity and comfortability are two of the greatest enemies of awe. As you become more comfortable with someone, as you become more familiar with someone, you know, it kind of loses its luster. Man, we need to fight against this being the case with Jesus. When I read this verse, it it really stood out to me. And I thought, do I have that same view of Jesus and of myself moment by moment? Am I living in light of who he is as the mighty one? I mean, you think of John's position. Jesus says that he is the greatest man ever born of woman. He's greater than all the prophets, than Moses, than Abraham. He's the forerunner to the Messiah, the messenger, who is sent before the Lord himself to declare he is here. And yet John says, I am not even worthy to stoop down in humiliation and untie his sandal. It was the job of the lowest servant of the household to do foot washing, to take off the shoes when somebody came into the house and to wash their feet. John sees himself as in that category even though Jesus said it even though Jesus perspective of him is that he is the greatest man that has ever been born obviously with the exception of Jesus himself and so John's position did not cloud his perspective of himself he didn't have a heightened view of himself because of the ministry he was given because of the position he was given he understood that ultimately that was nothing in comparison to the greatness of Jesus. Is that the perspective that we take? When we come before Jesus in prayer, when we live our lives before Jesus moment by moment, when we sit at Jesus' feet, when we open the word, Is that really the perspective we have of him and of ourselves? Do we look at ourselves as unworthy servants who are coming before the master, the king of the universe? Or do we have a perspective that is more like the t-shirts that say, Jesus is my homeboy. Jesus is not your homeboy. He is your Lord. He is your king. He is God. Don't let familiarity with him allow you to become comfortable and steal the awe and wonder that we should have for him because of who he is. Don't let his willingness to open himself up to intimate relationship with us steal the awe and amazement of who he is. We need to live as the unworthy servants that we truly are. We need to not allow ourselves to get puffed up by the positions the Lord has given us, the gifts he has given us. All of the things that we have are from him. And none of these things are meant to cloud our perspective on who he is. So in light of this verse, I thought it would be important to draw out a few other connections to what we see in the rest of the chapter. So I think it's so important, first of all, that we do not forget who Jesus is. Mark opens his book by saying, This is the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. He then transitions immediately into quoting the prophecy of Isaiah, where there is a messenger who is sent to prepare Jesus way to prepare the way of the Lord. Jesus Christ himself is God, the Lord of the universe, Yahweh. And finally, in verses 14 and 15, we see that Jesus is the king. He is the king of the kingdom of God and the kingdom has come. Therefore, we need to live in light of it. We need to repent. We need to believe in the gospel, bow down before the king and live for him with our whole life. The second thing we see is that he is worthy of leaving everything behind for. When Jesus calls Simon and Andrew and they're casting their nets into the sea from their boat, they leave everything behind immediately to follow him. And when he calls James and John, they leave not only their boat and their nets behind, but their father behind as well. What is holding us back from being fully committed to Jesus? What are we trying to hold on to, unwilling to release our grasp from, that is making us partially committed rather than fully given over to him? Leave everything behind for him. Put nothing before him in your life. As Jesus begins his teaching ministry, the people are astounded by him. He's different than any other teacher they've ever heard. And I imagine they had some people who knew the word of God pretty well, right? Scribes devoted their whole lives to learning the word of God, committing it to memory, knowing how to interpret it. And yet Jesus comes into the synagogue in Capernaum and teaches. And these people are astonished. They're amazed by his teaching. They've never heard anything like it before because he teaches with authority. It's not... Well, I was taught by this person who was taught by this person. And so, therefore, I know this interpretation is correct based on their authority. Jesus comes and speaks on his own authority because he is God himself. He is the great teacher. Do we sit at his feet and have open ears to let the great teacher pour into us and teach us? Are we taking the posture of a learner? Or are we content with the knowledge we have? Are we puffed up thinking we know everything? I promise you, no matter where you're at in your Christian walk, whether you're entering into your first day as a believer or you've been a believer studying the scripture daily and diligently for 40 years, you have so much more to learn from the great teacher. And so I encourage you to sit at his feet day by day, make time, make time for him. Make time for yourself to be poured into by him. It is so essential. You know, as I've changed up my own devotional routine recently, and this podcast has come as a result of that, as fruit of that. You know, I would carve out some time when I woke up in the morning about about 6.30. I'd carve out some time before I went to work. I'd carve out some time when, when Ezra went to sleep in the evening, but it never had the consistency and and the driving force that I desired for it to have. And so I started getting up early. I started getting up where I could just have time with the Lord without any other distractions, fully focused on Him. And it's been amazing I've had other points in my life where I've had a similar schedule to this, but this has been unlike any other devotional time that I've had with him. And the power that it has given, the strength and in, in the encouragement and the direction that it has provided to start each day in the Word before Anything else comes to mind to spend each morning in prayer before anything else has been game changing in this sort of routine. This sort of devotion is something that we see in the Lord himself as well when he was on earth in verse thirty five it says rising very early in the morning while it was still dark. He departed and went out to a desolate place, and there he prayed. Jesus understood his need for the Father's direction. Jesus himself was reliant upon the Father, although as the Son of God, he was equal to him. If this is Jesus' perspective, if this is Jesus' practice, how much more do I need that in my life than he did? And yet he is our perfect example. He was the perfect spirit-filled man. He only did what he saw the Father doing. He only said the words that the Father gave him to speak. So if I want to follow that example, how can I expect to do that without the same devotion to prayer that he had, without relying upon the Father in the same way that he did? So I'm seeking after that in my own life. And in the time that I've been doing this, it has been such a blessing to my soul. It has changed the way that I go about living my life each and every day. And so I encourage you to do the same. I encourage you to carve out that time to sit with the Lord alone, to pour out your heart to him day after day, to sit at his feet and to learn from him so that you can live under his authority, knowing what he desires and not just having to do guesswork of what his will for you is. It's amazing to see how the Lord will have you in a certain spot in scripture. And in doing so, he'll prepare you for a person that comes into your life that you need to pour into or he'll prepare you for the sort of testing that you're going to experience that day so what happens if you were meant to be poured into by the word for the person that comes into your life or for the testing that's about to come into your life but you don't get into the word we're going to be unprepared we're not going to be ready and so let us sit at his feet Morning by morning, let us bow down to the King, Yahweh, the Son of God, as we enter into his throne room in prayer and pour out our heart and soul to him. Don't you want to grow in your relationship with him? Don't you want to see the Mighty One work mightily in your life, in your own heart, and through you in other people's lives? This starts By walking with him day by day, bowing down before him, recognizing your position before him, recognizing that he is the mighty one, that we are unworthy servants and that we desperately need him and need to rely upon him for everything.